Amazing worship today. Welcome to the Skillman Church of Christ. So glad that you are here today. It's always a joy to see you guys each week as we gather together as a family of Christians to sing songs together, to pray together, to study God's Word together. And I uh, want to welcome also the visitors that are here. Uh, welcome to this wonderful church family. We are so glad that you were here. And if you could stick around after services, we'd love to meet you and get to know you on a, on a deeper level. But today, how's the sound? Can, can you guys hear me okay? All right, fantastic. Today, uh, we are going to conclude our sermon series on the Holy Spirit. And it's been an incredible six weeks of talking about the Holy Spirit, doing our feeble attempt as humans to capture this amazing movement that we see in Scripture and acts of the Holy Spirit. And I hope that during this, this time, does it sound okay? I feel, I feel there's a, a reverb, but is there a reverberation? All right, sounds good. I'll, I'll skip back a little bit. I'll start over. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> but I hope that during these, uh, these six weeks that we've kind of captured a small glimpse into the amazing nature of the Holy Spirit. Because if we look at Scripture, and if we read the story, especially in the book of Acts, we see something unstoppable. We see something uncontrollable. We see something magical, something supernatural that's beyond human capability. In fact, this whole series we've had as the image, this fire behind us. And in some ways, this captures in a small way the Holy Spirit because a fire like this, a raging fire, cannot be contained. It's out of control. A human can't do anything about a raging fire. It just goes and goes. It's unpredictable. It's uncontrollable. And you can see this time and time again in Scripture, the Spirit working in such a supernatural, amazing way. So today we'll conclude this sermon series on the Holy Spirit. And also, uh, for next week, I wanted to tell you that Jake and I, we have an early Christmas present for you, because next week is our Mission Sunday, and we've decided not to preach a sermon on that particular Sunday. Merry Christmas to you. But we will have a, uh, an extended praise time and a time to really focus on this mission contribution. And then following next week, something very, very exciting is we'll be starting a, a series, a sermon series on the book of Ruth. And so I'd like to invite you guys to come back uh, to join us as we explore this incredible book together as a church family. But today, my friends, I want to give you some good news. I want to share with you today the good news of the gospel. And you know why it's good to share good news? It's good to share good news because life is hard. Isn't it? Can I hear an amen out there? Life can be complicated. Life is challenging. Life is tough. The, the struggle is real. There are stresses in the jobs that we have, stresses within families. There are financial constraints that we have. There are relational problems that we have in our life. I mean, there are people in your life right now that are driving you absolutely nuts. Isn't that true? Do I hear an amen or what? It's good today to hear good news because life is complicated. I mean, just to go to the supermarket and buy a box of cereal 
is a complicated matter. I mean, there are so many choices out there. And when you think about all the choices we have in life, the way we pursue our time and our efforts, life is a complicated game. I remember moving back from Peru to the United States, just the amount of choices that we have in this country, whether it's cable, whether it's the type of, of, uh, of, of clothes you can buy, even the cereal like I talked about in the supermarket, it's unbelievable the amount of choices that we have. Life is a very complicated thing. On top of all this, we as Christians, we are striving amidst the craziness, amidst the stress, to follow the example of Jesus. And I can sympathize with Paul in Romans chapter 7 when Paul writes, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate to do, and if I do what I do want to do, I agree that the law is good. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but evil I do want to do. This I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but is a sin living in me that does it. That's a lot of a doo-doo in this passage. <laughs> But the message is clear, you know, life is challenging, isn't it? Life can be complicated. Life is tough. But today, the message that we have today will bring good news amidst that craziness. You see, the night before Jesus was arrested, before Jesus was tried, before Jesus was crucified, Jesus gathered his disciples together in the upper room. And there together, he taught his disciples the last lessons that he wanted to teach them before, before moving on into the next reality. In John chapter 14, starting in verse 15, Jesus sits down with them and he says to his disciples, if you love me, keep my commands and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But if you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live you also will live. Here is the good news, my friends, that on the eve of the arrest of Jesus, he sits down with his disciples, and he shares with them the good news that even though Jesus wouldn't be with them physically, that he would leave behind the advocate to live in and be beside his disciples at all times. In my translation, it says the advocate in your translation, it may say counselor. It, the, the, the word in Greek is actually paraclete, parakletos. Paraclete sounds a lot like parakeet. And also it sounds like a pair of cleats. But really it's in the Greek word a paraclete, which means someone who is beside you. Someone, a comforter, a helper. The disciples, when they heard this word in this context, they knew exactly what Jesus was talking about. 
Because this specific word in the ancient Near East, especially in the Roman Empire, this was used for somebody who would go with a person if that person had to testify in front of a court about a certain issue. So if there was something that went wrong or you had to go before the judge to to state your case, you would bring with you this paraclete, this advocate, this helper. And this paraclete would walk beside you and would speak on your behalf. And what an incredible message of joy, an incredible message that Jesus says that in his absence of his physical presence, he was going to leave this paraclete to come and be alongside and be with the disciples. Did you read that in that passage that Jesus says that this paraclete, this advocate, this, ca- this helper would not only live beside the disciples, but would be inside a spirit deep within the disciples. What a beautiful imagery and great news. And in, in verse 25, continuing in chapter 14, Jesus expounds on what this paraclete does. In verse 25, it says, All this I have spoken while still with you, but the advocate, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. So do you see what this paraclete does? Jesus says that this spirit that is within us and beside us, this paraclete that is within the Christian disciple, will do two things. Number one, this paraclete will teach us all things. And number two, it will remind us of everything that Jesus said to us. Teach us all things and remind us of the things that we have learned. This is the very essence, the summary of what education is all about. And in Greco-Roman theory, this was the goal of education, not only to teach somebody, but to teach it in a way to where they would would remember what was taught later on. And here Jesus says the Holy Spirit can do both. The Holy Spirit is there within us, beside us, to teach us and also to remind us what we have already learned. This is an amazing message of hope because at the time, the apostles were scared. They were nervous about the future. Right before John chapter 14 and John chapter 13, Jesus shares with his disciples that he would no longer be with them, that he was going to, to, to be gone and, and, and would, be ris- would, be, would die and be, would raise again. And the, the, the apostles, the disciples, they were nervous. They were stressed. Their teacher, their rabbi, they had just learned that the one that was teaching them about life would, would soon be gone. But Jesus says not to worry, not to fear, to not let their hearts be troubled because the advocate would come. In the book of Acts, we see this advocate coming. And we see it moving, and we see the disciples do amazing things. So here is the good news today, my brothers and sisters. As believers, as as followers of Jesus, as disciples of Christ, we can also hold true to the words of Jesus that the advocate is alive and well. And this advocate lives 
within us. This advocate lives beside us. And the good news is that this advocate, which is alive and well, is teaching us all things and reminding us of the teachings of Jesus. Now, what does this mean, teach us all things? The advocate that we have, what does it mean that it teaches us all things? Does this mean that in college I could have showed up to my biology class and just prayed to God that he would give me the answers and then all things? Or if I wanted to learn Mandarin, this advocate would help me in its instant, teach me this new language? Well, that is not at all what the, the advocate teaches because in this text we see that what this advocate can teach us, what it does is contribute to the teachings of Jesus, the, the contribution to the holiness that we see. In verse 25, it says, the way, the way it describes the Spirit, it's the Spirit is the Spirit, the Holy. The Spirit, the Holy. It emphasizes the holiness of the Spirit and the role the Spirit has to contribute to our holiness. This is a story of transformation, of us growing in our holiness, of transforming into the image of Jesus day by day. And the paraclete, this, the good news is paraclete helps us get there. Amidst the craziness, amidst the struggle, amidst the heartache, amidst the disappointment, the spirit within us, this paraclete can teach us how to handle life with grace with forgiveness, with kindness, and with clarity. The good news is that this Spirit will, will not just make our life easier. That's not the message. The, the message is the Spirit won't make our life easier. But in the hard times, in the struggles, this Spirit will allow us to remember the teachings of Jesus and then tackle these, these problems with our life with grace and with, 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 with goodness and with Jesus beside us. We are going to offer an invitation here this Sunday and, allow, and, and offer the invitation for the paraclete to come and work great things within our church body. Before we offer the invitation, I'd like to say a prayer. A prayer that would ask this Holy Spirit to work wonders in this church. A prayer that asks, just like an axe, the Holy Spirit to do amazing things, unstoppable things among this congregation. And after our prayer, we're going to stand and we're going to sing. And if you want to be a disciple of Jesus and be baptized, you are invited to come. If you need prayers about things in your life, you're invited to, to come forward to pray with those that are beside you. But we have an opportunity as Christians as followers of Jesus, to tap into something supernatural, something special. The good news is that the Spirit is alive and well within each and every one of us. This paraclete is working in our lives to bring us into a greater sense of holiness. And the good news is not only is it working in our own lives, but also the life of this congregation. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, you prepared your disciples for the coming of the Spirit through the teachings of your Son, Jesus Christ. Make our hearts and minds ready to receive the blessing of the Holy Spirit that we may be filled with the strength of his presence. Father in heaven, our prayer is that you send your Holy Spirit into our hearts 
to direct and rule us according to your will, to comfort us in all our afflictions, to defend us from all error, and to lead us into all truth through Jesus Christ our Lord. Father, may we believe today as a church that this spirit, this advocate, this counselor, this paraclete is alive and well. May we allow us to experience the power that is mentioned in Scripture. May this advocate keep us in step with the teachings of Jesus and remind us when we fail. Father, we are so grateful for this time, for your son Jesus and for his example. We pray all this in your son's holy and precious name. Amen. Why don't you come while we stand and we sing.